Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam. I'm Quick. And I'm Lee. And you're listening to Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep. But to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for Duckets, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Duckets is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 or <laughs> 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Duckets. Hey, D&D fam. How y'all doing? Welcome back. Welcome back. All right. We are excited today. We are getting into some of the insurance coverage mm-hmm. things we wanted to talk about. Um, you know, that season comes around and we'll be getting into even coverage at a certain point with employers. Yeah. But today we are going to be tackling Medicare and we brought in a guest, yeah. Miss Melinda Butler. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Happy to be here. So before we get into that, we want to make sure that if you are watching, you click subscribe below. Hit that button. Um, we appreciate you being here with us. And we're going to hear a word about our sponsor. Yes. This episode is sponsored by Wooden Bowers. Accidents happen everywhere. If you have been injured on the job, in a motor vehicle accident, or even on someone else's property, you can contact the experienced attorneys at Wooden Bowers for all of your personal injury needs. Their phone number is 704-665-5838 and their website is wbvlaw.com. We have had um, one of the attorneys on last year. 2020, like before we were on Look YouTube. Us. we got to think about the years. <laughs> yes, he was on in 2020, so you can catch that episode. It was really, really good. He was talking about different estate, right? We Wheels, with, yeah, so around November 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a really, really good episode. So if you have any of those issues, they are wonderful attorneys here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Um, you can reach out. You can also find Go to our website, subscribe to our newsletter, and when the episodes come out, you will get notified when the episode is, what episode is, and their sponsorship will actually be in that newsletter. So you can just click it, not have to remember any of the information, and it will go directly to their episode and um, to their website, I'm sorry, and their information will also be in the show notes of this episode. So just make sure that you click below if you are in need of an attorney that services those areas. All right, convenience. Mm-hmm. So... Let's get into it. We have Melinda Butler here today to talk to us about Medicare. And so we're going to just let you introduce yourself. Like, who's Melinda? What does she do? Okay. So, yes, there's another Melinda out there. Right, right. (laughs) My name is Melinda Butler. I am, by profession or by career, I'm an occupational therapist. Um, I have a doctorate degree in occupational therapy from Creighton University, which is a private school in Omaha, Nebraska. I've been practicing as an occupational therapist for um, 18 years now, starting when I was 10. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I love what I do. I'm actually a director of rehabilitation at an inpatient rehab facility located um, here in Charlotte or actually in Matthews. Mm -hmm. And I really... In, in helping my patients and the mm-hmm. family members, I just started to learn and do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. So really this kind of 
SME or subject matter expert um, status that I've acquired in Medicare developed really organically mm-hmm. just by me trying to help my patients. Mm-hmm. So, okay. yes. so they would be injured and then they would be they would have Medicare. Mm-hmm. And you would have to help them with the various questions that they were absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. when our patients come to us, they've usually they usually come to us straight from the hospital mm-hmm. where they have had a medical condition, mm-hmm. illness, fall, or surgery surgical procedure. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of joint replacements and mm-hmm. things like that. And most of our patients are Medicare recipients, so okay. that kind of sixty five and over age range. Mm-hmm. People younger than that can have Medicare in certain circumstances. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. later. But um, but the majority of our patients, I'd say 90% are Medicare age. Okay. So that would mean okay. 65 or over. And when they come to us, that's kind of that midway point between mm-hmm. you're stable enough to leave the hospital, but you're not quite ready to go home. Right, you need yeah. some physical rehabilitation, some strengthening, mm-hmm. and some nursing care. Mm-hmm. And so they come to us for that in-between. But... The challenge is that depending on what type of insurance coverage they have, the insurance benefit may run out before they're ready to go Mm. home. And so then we face these problems and challenges with what comes next. So So you had to learn about it. Well, you chose to learn about it, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Could have left them high and dry, but (laughs) I just wanted to help. Absolutely. And that's important, you know, to have that because, like you said, that that also was an option. Right. But in in acquiring acquiring that information and the more that you learn about Medicare, like, tell us the interesting story of how you kind of, how people put it on you to be the SME. Right, right. (laughs) So what would kind of happen is... Because I'm the manager, that I'm kind of the face of the department and the representative of the department. And Mm -hmm. so when they would learn that their insurance coverage or their benefits were coming to an end, Mm -hmm. they'd come to me panicking and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, why are you all releasing my mom? She's Mm -hmm. or my dad. You know, they're not able to walk on their own yet. They're not at their prior functional status. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, and they live alone, mm. these types of things. And, and most of our older adults want to age in place. Right. And mm-hmm. so they don't want to go into assisted living or nursing right. home. And they are dependent on us to help them get where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And so if the coverage runs out before they get there, or if it's clear that they're not going to get there, because let's face it, sometimes the medical conditions are too pressing yeah. right. and they're just not going to regain that status. Mm-hmm. So I would help them navigate that process myself along with our social worker Mm -hmm. we work really well together and we just we try to help them navigate Mm -hmm. uh, to to figure out what comes next Mm -hmm. um, after those services end so I just started doing research about different types of plans Um, a lot of times they would ask me about their coverage and they'd say well my mom has Medicare Part A and B and mm-hmm. all these alphabets, A, B, D, <laughs> right, and everything. Right, yes. And so they would say, so I don't understand why someone is saying that their benefits are coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And what we would find in most of these cases is that they they had a Medicare Advantage plan. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of talk about that a little bit later. So I started diving into these different types of plans mm-hmm. so that I could explain to them what their benefits were mm-hmm. and then talk to them about what they can do, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward to make sure their loved one had the care that they needed. Got you. And this this knowledge um, ended up in you doing something really interesting with Tom Joyner. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So I had an, I had an opportunity. I, a friend of mine invited me to go 
on the Tom Joyner Fantastic mm-hmm. Voyage Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, this was kind of a last-minute kind of cabin release where mm-hmm. maybe someone backed out. Mm-hmm. So they were releasing this cabin at a very reduced cost. Yeah. So I paid for it and went on the trip and enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the trip, you know, I said, oh, my gosh, I had so much fun. I would love to go again, but it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I saw, I happened to run into someone that I knew, actually a member of our um, chapter, and, mm-hmm. and I said, what are you doing on this cruise? You're kind of young, because the average age range is about 40 and up for that trip. Mm-hmm. And she told me, oh, I facilitated a workshop. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of saw in the program each day that there were some workshops, right. and, and I didn't really attend any. Um, I was more into the, the day parties and the right. other other types <laughs> the of activities going on. Right. But a lot of she told me that a lot of people mm-hmm. attend this trip. And one of the highlights for them is these at these workshops mm-hmm. where they can learn about finances and relationships. Mm-hmm. And all of the topics you all have on your podcast mm-hmm. are some of the various topics that um, that people would you know, would introduce and present on that cruise. So mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I could present something. And then my friend who I was with said, well, aren't you always teaching people about Medicare? You should submit a proposal and and teach about that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, great idea. (laughs) So I submitted two proposals, Mm -hmm. one on Medicare, one on dementia. So if Mm. you'd like to make that a topic at some point, let me know. Yes, Um, Yes. near and dear to my heart. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I and so they chose me to do both of those. So I that's the first year I did that was 2018. I submitted again in 2019, got selected, and then again in 2020, which that cruise, of course, was rescheduled, mm-hmm. postponed mm-hmm. due to the pandemic, yeah. and moved to 2021, and, and I facilitated again. And I added another um, another workshop this time, too, called Parenting Your Parent. Mm-hmm. And I believe you've had that topic Caregiver. here. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, um, so that also another necessary topic, mm-hmm. and uh, I've just enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. And in doing that, I did even more research. Right. And every year I update my workshop mm-hmm. to reflect some of the changes mm-hmm. and the rates and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's how it happened. A, a party with a purpose. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so what are some of the biggest, because you just like the, alpha, like it's the alphabet insurance, right? Right, So what are right. some of the differences between the letters? Right. You know, I don't even know how far the letters go down. Right, That's why right. I didn't even start. Right. I, don't, I thought it was eight. There is a D now as well. Oh, okay. Since 2006, I believe, there was Part D. So mm-hmm. let's start with Medicare Part A. Okay. That is your hospital insu- your hospital coverage. Okay. And so unlike a private insurance or an HMO or PPO that we would get from our employer, mm-hmm. um, with Medicare, you have these different components. And so part A is the hospital coverage. So if someone went to the hospital, maybe to the ER, and then they were admitted, Mm -hmm. they would bill those services to their Medicare part A um, plan. And then part B is just like your regular health insurance. So no different than you take that insurance card, you go to the doctor for well visits Mm -hmm. or, uh, or a sick visit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, or different procedures, tests, MRIs, mammograms, different things like mm-hmm. that. We would use our regular insurance, so that's what the Medicare Part B is. Mm-hmm. So if a person has a traditional Medicare plan, they would have Parts A and B in most cases. There are people who don't qualify for one or the other, or they have to pay a larger amount. Mm-hmm. Typically, Part A is, is free. You don't pay for Part A, mm-hmm. um, the hospital coverage. Okay. 
But if a person, you had to have worked 10 years in this country to qualify for the the free, so to speak, Part A benefit. Okay. Okay. If a person has not met that criteria, then they will pay based on how many years they did work in the country. Okay. So when so some people may be paying a portion for their Part A benefit, and that would be why. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Part B is, like I said, the health insurance portion. Mm-hmm. That typically comes right out of their Social Security, mm-hmm. and that is the regular medical insurance. Mm-hmm. There is a, a deductible that has to be met each mm-hmm. year, just like with any other plan, and a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And then the other kind of myth about Medicare is people think that if they have Medicare, it covers everything, right. and right. it and it doesn't. Medicare is an 80% plan. So mm-hmm. of all of the things it does cover, it's mm-hmm. going to cover that at 80%. Mm-hmm. And so they would need a supplement or Medigap, it's also called, okay. or, which is... Um, which is that supplements Medicare. So it doesn't pay in lieu of Medicare because a lot of people make that mistake too. Oh, Medicare won't cover that? Well, here, I have have my Mm Medigap. But it pays along with Medicare and it fills in the gap, which is that portion, that 20% that Mm -hmm. Medicare does not pay. It does not pay in lieu of Medicare. So if Medicare doesn't cover it, then neither will the Medigap Mm -hmm. um, plan. And there are a lot of things that Medicare doesn't cover that comes at a surprise to people. Uh, they don't cover routine eye exams, hmm. hearing aids, um, podiatry services. Right, right, right. And so that often comes at a su- as a surprise to people. Now, there are some exceptions. For example, if someone is, at, is a high-risk patient, mm-hmm. so maybe they have diabetes mm-hmm. and re- macular degeneration, then they would their eye exam would be covered because they have this qualifying condition. Right. But for for general purposes, mm-hmm. they do not cover uh, dental exams, hearing aids, eyewear, anything dealing with the five senses, so to speak. Mm, so, yeah. And I would, I just wouldn't guess that those things, you think of them as like, I guess, yes. basics at that age, especially, especially basic services. Right. That they don't cover. So take care of your feet, you all. <laughs> Um, get those, Stay get on those, those pedicures. Pedicures. yeah, get those petties, men too. Get yeah. your pedicures, yeah. um, and we want to take care of our health mm-hmm. because the healthier we are, the less likely we are to need some yeah. of these s- services mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that occur when we have declining health due mm-hmm. to diabetes and other other health issues. So, gotcha. so then there's Medicare Part D. This mm-hmm. is your prescription drug plan. Okay. This started in 2006. Okay. So anyone who enrolled in Medicare prior to that, their drug plan is, they're kind of grandfathered in. Their drug plan is, is included in their benefits. But if you enrolled in 2006 or after, then that drug plan is not covered. And you have to take out a separate plan for the prescription drugs. Okay. And a lot of people try to kind of skirt the system and say, well, you know, I'm still healthy. I'm going to wait, you know. You can't wait until you need it. We start, you'll start getting lots of mailings and mm-hmm. emails and all kinds of phone messages when a person becomes eligible for okay. to enroll in Medicare. And that would be 90 days prior to the 65th birthday. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you want to stay on that unless you're still employed and you mm-hmm. receive benefits from your employer. Mm-hmm. Um, you That would be the only exception. But okay. if you become eligible... You definitely want to enroll in those okay. benefits at the time of eligibility. Like I said, unless 
you're still working. Got you. Is there a waiver and if insured. you don't? Or is because you're saying you want to stay on top of it. Is it a waiver if you don't once you're eligible? Well, yes. So if you're if a person still has insurance coverage through an employer or just they're just paying for their own coverage mm-hmm. and they prefer to use that, um, that would be fine. They have to have a letter proving mm-hmm. that. So if an employer would be able to provide them like mm-hmm. their HR rep would be able to provide them with that with that evidence. Okay. Well, I guess you were saying like you don't want to wait until you need it. Like, is right. it because it takes oh, a long time to get no. it? No. Okay. Yes. Good question. It's because there's a penalty. Oh, okay. And so when a person does not enroll at the point that they became eligible and they did not have other coverage for their Part uh, A or B or the Part D prescription plan, mm-hmm. then at, when they do enroll, there is a, a penalty, sometimes 1%. It could be more. And they pay that penalty for the rest of their lives. Dang. Yes. Yeah. And so you're basically going to make up and pay what you didn't pay right. in the beginning. You're going to get this coverage. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So wait, what about, so what about the C? Yes. So Medicare Part C, this is the complicated part. Mm. And a lot of people have Medicare Part C and they don't realize it. Hmm. Medicare Part C is a Medicare replacement plan or Medicare Advantage plan. Okay. So you probably see these commercials on television. Humana, mm-hmm. um, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Blue Medicare. Yeah. Um, Aetna has a Advantage plan. Cigna has an Advantage plan. So a lots of different private insurers mm-hmm. have contracted with Medicare to offer a Medicare-like policy. Mm-hmm. And they are similar, but there are some differences as well. Okay. These plans are typically lower co- in cost than mm-hmm. traditional Medicare. And so for a lot of aging adults, that's very attractive. Right. They want to save a dime or mm-hmm. a lot of older adults are paying, paying still paying mortgages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when I, according to my calculations, when I'm 65, I'll still be paying my student loans. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and these are very real issues mm-hmm. that people have. Mm-hmm. So those lower cost plans sound very attractive to many people for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And they will enroll in those plans, but they don't really always realize what they're getting. Mm -hmm. They think that a lot of times people think they're buying a supplement. Mm -hmm. So remember the Medigap we talked about? So when they hear Humana, Cigna, oh yes, I do want to supplement. And so they'll enroll in the Medicare Part C, which Mm -hmm. is also called Medicare Advantage. Mm -hmm. Having all the different names also makes it confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, Can we just get one name and stick with that? (laughs) So Medicare Part C, Mm -hmm. Medicare Advantage, um, Managed Care, those are Mm -hmm. all those terms are all synonymous and they okay. all are used interchangeably and mean the same exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so these plans are, like I said, typically lower cost, mm-hmm. but there is, they are managed and that's why they can offer them at lower, lower rates because they're managed by a case manager. So mm-hmm. when a person comes into my setting, which is an inpatient rehabilitation setting and they, they know everybody kind of knows the basics Medicare will cover at 100% for the first 20 days. Mm-hmm. And then from day 21 to 100, I'm going to have a copay unless I have a supplement. Right. So a lot of people with Part C think that's their supplement. Right. And then they um, they come to the facility and then the, the provider issues a notice of Medicare non-coverage. Mm-hmm. We call it a nomnic for short, mm-hmm. notice of Medicare non-coverage. And they only by law have to give a two-day notice. Hmm. that the coverage is ending. And so that puts people in panic mode. That does not allow a lot of time for planning. And that's when people come to me desperate 
hey, the insurance is saying that, that you all said my mom is ready to go. And I say, no, we didn't say that. They're interpreting our documentation and applying it to the principles of their plan. Of mm-hmm. their plan. Mm-hmm. And even though they, in theory, follow Medicare guidelines, mm-hmm. they, have a, they have a plan that Medicare has subscribed to. And Medicare has said, yes, we accept your plan. Mm-hmm. So there will be some nuances that are different yeah. from traditional Medicare. For example, with traditional Medicare, I would, we would cover a patient if they lived alone. We'd we'd try to cover them until they reached independence, right. mm-hmm. unless that wasn't a realistic goal. Right. Mm-hmm. But if we knew that was realistic, that would be our goal that they would return to independence mm-hmm. before they get home. Right. But with an Advantage plan, they would, if the patient re- gets to a level where maybe they just need someone just on standby or just in case or maybe Mm -hmm. when they go to get up from the chair they need that subtle nudge and help them Mm -hmm. get up from Mm -hmm. that chair Um, if once they get to that level with a medicare advantage plan they often end coverage and they say well the person can go to a lower level of care now like an assisted living setting Mm -hmm. or they can recruit friends and family to assist at home Mm. and so a lot of times, even though there are supportive family members, they have jobs, they have right, families. Just, right. And so that all sounds good in theory, in but theory. realistically that can be a challenge. Right. And so we end up, I end up explaining mm-hmm. a lot of this to the families when we have our care plan meetings. Often I find myself spending 50% of that right. time educating them on their, pl- their coverage right. because they are so confused by mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and so um but i i enjoy doing that and and i and this is not to knock the advantage plans at all mm-hmm. medicare had been abused um mm-hmm. may, whether it was intentional or unintentional but mm-hmm. most people see medicare as a right, right. kind of a right of passage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm 65 i've worked hard all my life mm-hmm. i have a right to have this benefit mm-hmm. but it actually is not a right it is an insurance plan that is only to be used when it's medically necessary, mm-hmm. according to the Medicare guidelines. And mm-hmm. so we have to educate ourselves yeah. that this is not a right. This is co- insurance coverage like anything else. Mm-hmm. It is not intended to take care of you as you age. Mm-hmm. So that is a big misconception. It is huge because I definitely I was that. like, yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been paying, for. so. <laughs> been paying into it your whole life. Right. I was like, yes, right. absolutely. So that is a, uh, make sure y'all get some long-term coverage mm-hmm. or something because. Yes. And that is a good point you bring up, long-term care insurance. Mm-hmm. It's very expensive, but it can be worth it. And if you, the younger you are when you start, the, le- the mm-hmm. more affordable right. it will be. Yep. Long-term care insurance, um, if the person is a veteran, tapping into their VA benefits mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. also help with long-term care planning. Mm-hmm. But you definitely want to have a plan in place because Medicare does not pay for routine care needs. Right. They call it custodial care. Hmm. custodial care so let's say you know uh, Nana or Big Mama we were talking (laughs) about is just getting uh, is now she's got diabetes Mm -hmm. and she's got some sensation issues Mm -hmm. not able to really feel her legs and feet there's maybe some circulation issues Mm -hmm. and it's a little harder to Mm -hmm. get up and it's harder to get around and she just needs and maybe she becomes a fall risk Mm -hmm. and maybe she's fearful of falling you know when you have decreased sensation and Mm -hmm. circulation issues and pain right um 
people become more fearful of falling. Mm-hmm. And she might just need a caregiver just to assist her with a shower. Right. Well, Medicare doesn't pay for that. That's mm-hmm. considered custodial care. And so these are expenses that are out-of-pocket costs if yeah. a person doesn't have mm-hmm. other coverage for them. So I guess that's what I say. What is a daycare and elder care is the most expensive? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So now it sounds like the part C is optional. Does a person still have, I guess, A and B if they opt out of C or right? To, so okay. yes, so a person can enroll in Medicare Part C mm-hmm. in lieu of their traditional Medicare Part A and B okay. and D because usually the prescription drug plan is all rolled into that one plan with the with the Advantage plans. Gotcha. So it's kind of an all in one plan. Okay. So it sounds a lot more simplified, and that's mm-hmm. also attractive, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so. If they enroll in that plan and decide, "Mm, this isn't for me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to traditional Medicare, they Mm -hmm. do have the right to do that. Um, But there is a caveat. If a person had a supplement or a Medigap plan Mm -hmm. and they drop it to enroll in an Advantage plan, they may not be able to purchase another supplement. Mm -hmm. So they can go back to to traditional Medicare, but they may not be able to buy another supplement. Gotcha. So it's almost like a penalty, so to speak. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as far as like the application process, cause I'm just thinking. Of, well, I mean, 65 is not that old, but if you have health issues, I mean, my yeah. father has dementia. It started in his early 60s, so at 65 he couldn't have done this. So I'm thinking more Absolutely. so about those people, right? Right. Um. So the application process is it a? I already know because it's a government site. It's not, but. <laughs> Is, is it user it, friendly? Yeah, is it user friendly? <laughs> is it a, this is Medicaid and I want A, B, check mark, and it's one application? Or do you apply for A, apply for B, apply for C? Yeah, so I, I've never actually gone through okay. that process because, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't qualify Usually to people, register yeah, an account. Have it. Yeah. yeah, and I've never sat down with someone as they, as they go through. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I can, I would think that for an older adult that maybe did not grow up using a computer, mm-hmm. even if the site is user-friendly, it can be very intimidating. Yeah. And, and this is a reason why a lot of people do enroll in the Advantage plans, too, because they get a phone call. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. on the phone is really saying, yeah, they'll yeah. do all the work for them. Mm-hmm. And so all they have to do is say yes, and then the person types everything in, mm-hmm. and it makes it easy. Yeah. And so, again, lots of benefits to Advantage plans. So mm-hmm. definitely not knocking them. And for some people, they can't afford to have money coming out of their Social Security for Medicare for some of the reasons I named earlier, mortgages, yeah. student loans, taking care of other family members mm-hmm. who um, who may have medical needs. So so elaborate on that because so that was my question, like how does Medicare and Social, and Security, Social Security tie in together? Because right. doesn't it look on, sorry, mm-hmm. I was just looking at, I don't know why I look at my pay stub and get mad about taxes. But then, <laughs> the like the O, I was like, I looked it up the other day. I was like, what is this? Like what am I paying for? Right, right. And it's like OASDI. OAS. Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. So what is... So Medicare is... Um, well, so let me start. Medicare mm-hmm. is, pay, is paid for through mm-hmm. the Social Security Administration. Okay. okay. And so that means taxpayers. Mm-hmm. We pay mm-hmm. for Medicare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and the... So when you look at your stub, that mm-hmm. FICA, and I can't remember what FICA stands for, but that is the Medicare. Okay. Yes. Now... And then the employer pays the other portion. Mm-hmm. And then for Medicaid, 
and we can talk about Medicaid a little bit if we have time to, but with Medicaid, um, and just the difference between the two, I'll just quickly say, because a lot of people think those are interchangeable mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. Medicare is a federal, is a insurance plan implemented mm-hmm. by the, fed, the federal government. Okay. It, it started in 1965. Mm-hmm. That was when Lyndon B. Johnson was president, signed into um, act or by Congress, the mm-hmm. Social Security Administration Act. Mm-hmm. So when that occurred, that that meant that when a person reaches the age of 65, mm-hmm. they were able to enroll in the Medicare plan if they met certain criteria. And and through and it's through the Social Security Administration Act, mm-hmm. which is why the Medicare cost comes right out of the Social Security. Right. Um, Medicaid is a state plan, mm-hmm. so every state will be slightly different, mm-hmm. but it is designed for people who live in poverty. Okay. okay. For Medicare, it doesn't matter if you're a millionaire, a trillionaire, or a thousandaire. Okay. Right. You once you're 65, you qualify for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what your income is. Gotcha. Um, but for for Medicaid, that is for people who live below the poverty line, whatever that would be in in any state, um, mm-hmm. and it, it will vary state by state. Gotcha. So when you often hear about people having to deplete their resources in order to, you know. For elder care, right. they're talking about Medicaid, not absolutely, Medicare. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when a person comes to a place like mine, we mm-hmm. do the short-term rehabilitation, but we also offer long-term care. Mm-hmm. So for those who are not able to return home, right. they would stay for long-term care or nursing home care. Mm-hmm. And and then they have to pay for that, right? Because right. Medicare doesn't pay for your housing. Right. Oh, and okay. when, when okay. we, you know, it usually clicks when people say, wait, but they have Medicare. Mm -hmm. and a supplement you know Mm -hmm. this should be covered well it's your housing right insurance doesn't pay for a place to live so you have to have another means of doing that Mm -hmm. and so the housing portion or the room and board portion if you will would be private paid out of private funds Mm -hmm. until the person depleted down to two thousand dollars in their account and that's for north carolina if you're watching in other states Mm -hmm. it might be a different amount Mm -hmm. right um, once they deplete down to that amount, then they would qualify for Medicaid. Mm-hmm. And they can use, the, they can spend down, we call it a spend down. Mm-hmm. You can spend down on personal items, t- entertainment items. So a lot of people buy a TV, an iPad. So mm-hmm. they can spend down on things for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they can buy their f- their burial plot pay for their funeral mm-hmm. up front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they can do those things, but if they have any investments, life insurance, any of that, they have to sell those things, cash those in, mm. and apply that toward their care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then once they reach down that $2,000 mark, then mm-hmm. that's when they would qualify for Medicaid. And so their Social Security would go to that nursing home, mm-hmm. and they get to keep $30 a month of that for personal use. Now, you might say, well, that's nothing. So generous. Yes, yes. And this is the crazy thing. That amount has been the same since inception. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so there's no... There's no allocation for um, inflation. For inflation, Mm -hmm. exactly. Everything else. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's... kind of challenging right exactly but i guess the thought process is that all of their basic needs are being met and so that's truly just spending money 
But you know, our older adults today, they want they the iPads and they want to go. Yes, their FaceTime yeah. and everything. That's I mean, crazy. we had a patient, the therapist came to the, to the gym and laughed. She said, my patient just refused because she was on a Zoom call with her family, <laughs> you know. So they're into this stuff now. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll see that more and more as, you know, we see older adults who are tech savvy right. and and using some of these digital types of media mm-hmm. to communicate. So once a person has they're 65, they qualify for Medicare mm-hmm. is ongoing. Are those because I think you were saying in Part B, there's a deductible or right. that has to be, is that coming out of the Social Security still if they're receiving? No. OK. Yeah, that okay. is going to come out of pocket. So when okay. they go to use that those services, they're going to mm-hmm. pay their out-of-pocket portion until they reach that deductible. Okay. Which usually will happen in just a few visits or a couple a couple of services and the de- deductible is met. For some, time, for some people, it may just be one service. Because mm-hmm. so, you were mentioning like some people don't want to use their Social Security for their med. Like, what did you mean by that? Okay, so the, those are, we're talking people living in the community at okay. that point. Okay. So okay. there are so, when, when, uh, when you live in the community, your so, your Medicare mm-hmm. cost comes right out of the Social Security off the top before that person receives their Social Security. Social check. Security. Gotcha. But when they go into a skilled nursing setting, mm-hmm. then there's they have to pay their Social Security. It's called a patient monthly liability mm-hmm. or a PML. Mm-hmm. And so that monthly liability goes to the facility because wherever is wherever your care needs are are being met that's where your money has to go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that's the concept so a lot of times this takes family members by surprise mm-hmm. they move in together to conserve costs maybe to help budget right and um you know just to have better quality of living mm-hmm. and so they move in with mom or mom moves in with them and then they're used to that social security and that becomes a part of their monthly budget, budget mm-hmm. yeah and then if mom has to go into a nursing home then they typically say, but I need that Social Security. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's covering part of the mortgage, you know, and that you can't have the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Medicaid will not pay for your housing for in two places. Mm -hmm, You know, a lot of people want to keep their home. Well, Mm -hmm. well, I'm giving my home to my children. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing like leaving a legacy behind. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of minorities, they've never been able to do this until recently. Right. And so they don't want to give up that home. They want to leave that to their children or grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And when they think of having to go into a nursing home, that's often the the, trade-off. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. often the Mm trade-off. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So to get back to what you said about, look, I'm Debbie Downer here. (laughs) She's home. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so to get back to your question about where where that comes from. So mm-hmm. the FICA is the Medicare. Mm-hmm. And then Medicaid, it used to be about 50-50 funded by the state and by the federal mm-hmm. government. Mm-hmm. But recently there's been a shift where the okay. federal government is actually paying more. Mm-hmm. So now they're paying about 36% and then okay. the, the, or the states are paying about 36% and mm-hmm. the federal government is paying the rest. For the Medicaid. For the Medicaid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Medicaid is for anyone at any age. Mm-hmm. Now, you sometimes hear of younger people having Medicare and you wonder, hey, they're not 65. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that has to do with disability okay. or being being deemed uh, officially disabled. <clears throat> OK. And so if a person has is younger than 65, but they are on dialysis mm-hmm. or they have certain medical conditions that render them completely 
um, dis, uh, unable to work mm-hmm. and earn money. Once they've been disabled for two years, mm-hmm. 24 months exactly, on month 24 or that day after, mm-hmm. then they qualify for Medicare. Okay. And so these people can then enroll in Medicare even though they're not 65. Got you. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I thought of to kind of, you know, I'm always trying to think of a way around. <laughs> if you know, I guess my thought is if you already kind of know, and I guess you trust your family and you're having to deplete assets, couldn't you, I guess, like go ahead and deed it to them? Yes. So there, there are a few ways to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm not a financial advisor by any means. Mm-hmm. So I would tell you to consult with an expert. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're on the right track. Our Wooden Bowers <laughs> estate planning. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Wooden Bower, contact Wooden Bowers estate yeah. planning for sure. Um, but Medicaid does a five year look back. I've mm-hmm. heard that's going to change to seven, but I've been hearing that for quite a while. Hard to catch it on. Yeah, they do a five year look back. So you're right. You have to plan ahead. You mm-hmm. can't wait until you start getting yeah. your health there. starts failing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, to do things like that Mm -hmm. but if you wanted to yes if there was someone you trusted Mm -hmm. uh, you can set up a trust account and a trust account is probably the better way Mm -hmm. to go Mm -hmm. because it is like a will Mm -hmm. but it is it's a will with with rules Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so the person can't access the trust until certain parameters or guidelines are met right so a trust account would be a great way there's also deeds I just recently started hearing about a ladybird deed. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. I'm still not really clear on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a patient's daughter say that to us during a care plan. Medicaid can't take my how my mom's house. She ladybird deeded it to me. And so <laughs> um, I'm still not real clear on that. Okay. Do your research right. on a ladybird deed. But I know a deed and a mm-hmm. trust, those are two right. ways mm-hmm. that people can maybe protect some yeah. of their assets mm-hmm. that and, and do it legally, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you planning ahead yeah. is the key mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's if you were talking about like planning for, you know, elder care, where if you're blessed, you're going to get old and you're mm-hmm. more than likely going to have ailments and you may or may not, you know, need it to the point of assisted living. Right. But everyone should plan for it, right? I mean, just, just do. We talk about it all the time. Just mm-hmm. do. Um, and that, I mean, it's the responsible thing to do. Not right. like you said, not only for generational wealth, but yeah. for I mean, it's protection for yourself. Absolutely, you know, because like you said, you don't want to be in the position where you've gotten hurt and there you have no other options, and you're getting kicked yeah. out of a physical therapist place because right. your your right. Medicare is run out. You know, right? And right. there are ways to, to just to plan around that. And even while you're where I mean, because things happen when you're not old, right? So like I know it's a couple dollars a month through your employer to get that long term yeah. and it covers up to I think the highest I've seen is like sixty five percent of your whatever you right. make earn now. So if right. you're if you're gonna be down and out for a while, at least you know, okay, I'm getting some income. Yeah. So yeah. even even if you're not sixty five, like be thinking about that when you go to enroll and mm-hmm. you do your benefits because it's a couple dollars. Like I said, it can't. I don't think it's any more than five dollars right. off your check to know that if something happened to me, like I'm okay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Short term disability, long term disability, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then some of those other plans, like Aflac type of plans, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. our company has Unum. Same, it's the same concept as mm-hmm. Aflac. So just something that will provide additional support, additional funds if mm-hmm. you're unable to work. Yep. And of course, I can't emphasize enough having 
an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They used to say three months. Now it's up to eight. Yeah. Um, three months is just not enough. Yeah. yeah not that goes days. real fast, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so with the, um, you were saying, I forgot what I was about to ask you. you. I know you were talking about the emergency funding, but you had said something right before that that made me was like, Una, I can't think Affleck. of what what is how do you spell them anyway? U N U M U N U M. Right. Oh, so that's what I was going to ask when you were talking about that. So you said if if you have supplemental insurance, those short term, long term, you can still use Medicare. Or will Medicare say, oh, well, you have other options? So, like, how does that? Work? Yes, that's a good mm-hmm. question. So, some people have insurance through their employer, mm-hmm. and then they either turn 65 or they become disabled, unable to work, and they qualify for Medicare. You can keep multiple policies, but the Medicare will trump. Mm. The Medicare will trump. So, and then you, then that other policy would become your supplemental insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you can definitely keep as many insurances as you want. Mm -hmm. You just want to make sure that you're not I don't, I don't want to say overinsured because it sounds like, well, how could you be? Mm-hmm. But you don't want to be paying for a policy that's doing something that another policy is also exactly. doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. having a insurance policy and using that for your eye exam, right. your dental, your right. hearing, mm-hmm. that would be beneficial mm-hmm. once you know that Medicare doesn't cover those yep. costs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then also, I mean, if, if your job offers it kind of also... Not not that it's for everybody because mm-hmm. I mean recently I had a, a, a friend went to the hospital and had an astronomical bill. Thankfully they had great mm-hmm. insurance. I went to for a day and had an astronomical bill. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to talk about our insurance, but yeah. it is what it is. Right, <laughs> so, right. But to that to that point, you know, making sure that you have those um, insurance plans and like you were saying, you know, you don't have to be old. To have mm-hmm. to have to need it, but yeah. in those insurance plans, I will also look into maybe um, look at HSAs mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as well because that's that's something else that you could use for a retirement. Like the FSA, it ends every year, right? But the yeah. HSA carries along with you, so it's also like another insurance plan, mm-hmm. right? Um, and again, I was say, saying that my point of saying that, like, it might not necessarily work if you have maybe diabetes or high blood pressure or something where you know you're constantly having to go to the doctor mm-hmm. um, because you're going to be out of money. But if you're relatively healthy yeah. um, and you don't have a lot of different prescriptions, you're not going to need that money. That's money you could be setting aside like a savings account. It's a health mm-hmm. savings account. You have to have a high deductible insurance plan in order to have an HSA. But that's money you could be saving. And it's just another retirement vehicle, really. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. It's true. Yeah, that's a good point you made, too. Chronic conditions. Mm-hmm. If you have chronic conditions, you want to make sure you have adequate coverage, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a lot of people say, well, you know, I'm healthy. I eat right. I exercise. Mm-hmm. I, I minimize the stress levels. Mm-hmm. But anything could happen at any time mm-hmm. that you know, a car accident, mm-hmm. you know, anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even if we take responsibility to make sure that our health is yeah. adequate, yeah. there st- things can life still happen. Life, 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 as mm-hmm. we say. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So did you have any other questions? I don't. I have thoroughly covered. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was And really down in the dumps now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 
just sad talking about elder care anyway. I just feel like right. You got to be strategic. It's yeah, what you, you know. Like okay, right. you do. But you most do. people don't know what they don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and you pay for what you don't know. You pay for right. what you don't know. And that's right. why we are here as divas and duckets to try okay. to provide y'all with as much information and bring on these smees but you know <laughs> we can we can lead you to the what are they lead saying the water to, okay make you drink <laughs> right. right so exactly. you have the information and definitely mm-hmm. um you know d- definitely do research if you do have those medicare plans if you have an advantage plan yep. to kind of understand what's in that plan because oftentimes we don't like reading the small print and you know and we that, sign the things in the details it is so and we sign things it. and just hear hear mm-hmm. that phone conversation but don't know what they've sold us mm-hmm. so just be really informative about what you have yeah absolutely yep. mm-hmm. well we thank you for miss butler for coming yes. on melinda so for coming on <laughs> i really really appreciate your time and your information thank you ladies mm-hmm. thank All you right. for having me i had fun mm-hmm. yes so again, if you are on, if you are watching us on YouTube, and you have not hit that button below. You made it all the way to the end of this episode. Go okay. ahead and subscribe because obviously you like what you you're like seeing, it. right? You done made it this far. So go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified of our next episode. Mm-hmm. If you are on Facebook or Instagram, make sure that you are following us on Divas and Duckets on both. We are under the same name. You can also go to our website and submit for a newsletter. Give us your information and you'll get those episodes out. And... You can also email us questions, comments, concerns, shenanigans, diva advice at gmail.com. That is D-I-V-A-A-D-V-I-C-E. And I, you know, by the time this episode comes out, we're going to have TikTok. We're going to figure it out. So we'll probably be divas and ducats under that as well. So just know that. We're not twerking. As, as for one of our prime guests said, we are we're not, not going to be twerking on TikTok. <laughs> well, no promises. <laughs> okay. I can't speak for quick, but... <laughs> Well, in the meantime, in between time, divas, have a great attitude. We will see you next time. Bye.